0: Your healthy radio addiction, Laura Ingram, weekdays 8 till 11 on 600 AM and 97.5 FM, KTBB and KTBB.com. Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and with us this morning for the latest of what I think now have been a number of return visits and always welcome Tammy Prater with the American Red Cross serving East Texas. Good morning, Tammy. Great to have you with us. Great to be here. Don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. And the Red Cross has been around for so, so long. Matter of fact, I understand this summer you're going to be celebrating your 100th anniversary in East Texas. Tyler and Longview, I think, got started up within a few months of each other back Absolutely. in Absolutely. Uh, you know, with, along
1: with a lot of other Red Crosses across the country, uh... In 1917, a lot of Red Cross chapters were formed because of um, the efforts for World War One.
0: Mm-hmm. So Tyler and Longview were all part of that, and we'll talk a little later about some of the things you're doing to observe that 100th anniversary. But basically, just to kind of put it in perspective, disaster preparedness, response, and recovery—that's really at the heart of. Uh, who you are what you are and why you continue to thrive and prosper and to be very very important to people in east texas and everywhere
1: our mission is to alleviate human suffering during times of emergency and uh, you know the most thing the most common thing that we're known for would be the just that disaster and um, and it is a, a, a cycle as you mentioned um, we are constantly trying to help people individuals families businesses Communities prepare for disaster uh, when something bad happens, when a family has their very worst day, um, we're there to respond. Um, and then help them, and if it's a larger scale event, the community recover, um, and then begin preparedness all over again. It's it's a constant cycle. Mm-hmm.
0: American Red Cross serving East Texas. Main offices full staff offices. Even though you are 96% volunteer-driven, you have one at 320 East Reek Road in Tyler. Phone number there, 903-581-7981, just for the record, and also 501 Pine Tree Road, room A1 in Longview, 903-753-2091. Those are your two main offices in East Texas. You also cover 11 counties. Can you run those down for me real quick? You seem to have them memorized.
1: I will try. Um uh- To the west, we have Henderson and Anderson counties. We have um, Van Zandt uh, and uh, Wood, Smith, Cherokee, Upshur, Greg, Rusk, Harrison, and Panola. Mm
0: -hmm. And again, just for the record, you do have volunteer-run offices in Marshall and Palestine. So you've got the waterfront pretty well covered. But uh, Tyler and Longview are your um, main offices in East Texas. Uh, One of the things we want to talk about early on, March is Red Cross Month. It's a time to celebrate all you do in the community. And uh, let's just go ahead and toss the ball to you on that. Talk about what it means for this to be Red Cross Month, some of the things you really want to bring to light and the things you want to emphasize during this month.
1: Well, you know, you mentioned we've been around a long time for a hundred years, John, and it's real easy when you've been around as long as we have. You know, just, we become woven into the fabric of society and people don't realize the impact uh, and that we do have. Um, and so, you know, we like to highlight that. Last year when we had numerous home fires, plus floods, plus tornadoes all across East Texas, there were over 1,200 people who were disaster victims in East Texas. Um, not necessarily the folks that you hear about on you know the big national news markets but these were mm-hmm. local home people that we helped um, we provided um... over eight hundred services to military families and members of the armed forces and veterans um, because of our emergency communications network and our hero care network um, we installed almost five hundred free smoke alarms for um, families who are underserved and, uh, you know, because we want to prevent fire injury and death. Uh, we trained close to 5,000 in CPR and first aid and really really important to me is that in a lot of ways people accessed our information either available through our preparedness apps or through our online uh, website uh, close to a million times and that means they were able to get to information that would help them uh, either prepare for or you know or cope with their own emergency uh, through the information we were able to provide so um, you know Statistically, uh, one in six Americans will be impacted uh, by the American Red Cross at some point in their life, um, and I think it's holding true in in East Texas as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, you recorded over 5,600 volunteer hours of East Texans helping their neighbors. I think a good reason to mention that, and since you do depend so heavily on volunteers, and we can talk during the show about what a volunteer does and how to become involved. Uh, RedCross.org, by the way, is the website. That's the national website, and it's easy to navigate from there to uh, the East Texas section, and I really personally recommend that because not all Red Cross chapters operate exactly the same, don't offer exactly the same services, but you can get some real good general information. I know I did from going to the national website and also from checking out the East Texas section, which, as we mentioned before, covers those 11 counties that we talked about. Um, just a little ways back in the show. Tammy Prater of the American Red Cross serving East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and we are talking about uh, disaster preparedness, response, and recovery. And let's start with preparedness. Let's talk about March being the start of severe weather season and, first of all, how to be prepared for any severe weather that might emerge.
1: Well, number one, if you have a smartphone, download our emergency app. And there's a tornado and flood um, portion of that. And literally, um, as well as a first aid uh, app with it. And it all, you know, all three of those things have saved lives. Um, The other thing is, you know, make sure you have a family plan. Um, Make sure that, um, you know, at work, Know what the plan at work is. Know what the plan for your s- children's schools are. Um, Though most entities will have a plan, um, but they don't always communicate those plans. So it's up to you to kind of do your research. If there's not a plan, be be a voice for action, and and work on making making sure that you know you and your coworkers know what to do in an emergency. Um, there's all kinds of information uh, available certainly in our website um, We're also available you know if you want to give us a call um, you know the local fire departments very often are glad to help you with that so you know but but be um, you know be proactive and and think about what you're going to do if something happens. I think um, the last two springs have proven to us mm-hmm. that severe weather happens here. Um, I used to always say, well, you know, we could have a tornado. Well, oh, golly, we've had them. And, um, and some of them have been very, very tragic. And, you know, those are the sort of things we don't want to see happen.
0: Mm-hmm. You talk about the severe weather apps. Those can be downloaded on your phone or Absolutely through free. the website. Absolutely,
1: Absolutely free.
0: Important to note.
1: Um, you can actually go to Google Play or the app. Uh, Apple store on your phone uh, and just search for American Red Cross emergency app. Uh, if you don't want the whole thing you can you can download the tornado app you can download um, the uh, uh, flood app those are the two that were most prone to have here although mm-hmm. we have had a few tornadoes of late I mean not tornadoes but earthquakes lately um, and it's it's in when you have the earthquake app, it's not interesting. You find out about more of them than you knew were happening. Um, but it is—it's—it's um, it's really important to be proactive for your sake and for the safety of your family and friends. Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder if you could maybe run down some of the information that uh, we're, we're not telling people. Listen to Tammy. You don't need the app by any stretch of the imagination. But some of the information that you're going to find on those apps, for example, if a tornado is approaching, what does a person, what does a family, what does a workplace normally need to do?
1: Well first of all you need to identify um, the safest place in your home. Uh, Generally it's recommended, you know, a place without windows uh, or business I mentioned, it, but a place without windows, uh, interior walls, um, uh, closets, bathrooms where you've got the plumbing supporting the walls. Those are generally considered, uh, to be safer places. Um, if it's a multi-story building, it's generally considered safer to go downstairs. Um, we don't have a lot of basements in East Texas. Um, Mm -hmm. but the, the lower you can go, the better. Um, and, you know, those are just some of the general things. But, um, you know, one of the things I always like that the tornado app, for example, um, is, if you live in rural East Texas and there are no sirens in your pasture, mm. okay, our um, you know our app is linked to the National Weather Service and the NOAA Weather Service, and so if Hi. the tornado warning sounds, there is an alarm on your phone if through this app that will wake you up in the middle of the night. I mm. promise, if you, as long as you don't mute your volume, it's going to wake you up. Um, it will give you just-in-time information of what to do. Uh, Should the storm hit, uh, it will link to the National Shelter System and tell you where shelters are open. It also has a button that says I'm okay that will report to your social media sites and let your friends and family know that you're okay. So there's a lot of stuff on it besides just the weather portion of it. It gives you information. um, And uh, the cool thing is it links to the GPS in your phone. So if you're on vacation, it will let you know if you're in trouble there. Um, if you have, for example, elderly parents right. um, that you're concerned about that you may not, they may not know what to do. You can also track weather in in their location. You know our local weather stations. Um, you know KTPB, the the television news folks. They all give really good up to date weather information, but it is local. It doesn't give you. Moment by moment information for someplace else. Yeah, that's where our app has an advantage over, say, the local weather apps. And I like both of them. Um, when the weather gets bad, I'm glued to all forms of media, and my, you know, and I have two phones, and both of them. So mm-hmm. I, you know, so all of that is important. But I, I just want to again, if you have kids that have smartphones, they need those apps. The first aid app alone has saved life because it kind of walks you through what what to
0: do for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Again, redcross.org is the website, and you can easily download these apps through your smartphone as well. Now, families need to have communication plans. Different families are going to have different ways of communicating, granted, but is there a template, maybe just kind of an outline for the kind of communication that a family should have within its own ranks to make sure that everybody's on board when severe weather strikes, when there's a fire, what have you?
1: I think, you know, for example, you know, part of the um, disaster, family disaster planning process is to sit down as a family so that everyone knows what the plan is. You know, certainly if there's a home fire, um, there needs to be an evacuation plan and a designated meeting spot. Um, There have been too many fatal home fires because someone went in looking for someone who was already out, but no one knew where they were. Um, mm. So those are the sort of things. Having a designated meeting spot that everyone knows where to go—that's really important. Um, the other thing, again, if you have um, kiddos in school, um, if everyone knows what the plan is, if you know what the school plan is, um, sit down and say, "This is what we're going to do." Right. Um, and you know, if Grandma is the backup, everyone needs to know that you know who Grandma—that Grandma is the backup. There have been too many you know, instances where, um, because of weather, we've had ice storms where the mm-hmm. cell phone towers go down. Yeah. And you, know, you can't, um, uh, or t- same thing with tornadoes, but cell phones don't always work um, when you need to get word to the school or word to the teenage son, you know, who are, you know, whoever's going to be the backup. So just knowing what the plan is, know where everyone's going to go, um, knowing, you know, another important piece is because sometimes the, the phone systems do go down, if you have someone, a family member or a loved one living outside the area that you can communicate with and have them communicate to the rest of the family because sometimes um, uh, it's difficult to call in uh, during an emergency, and a lot of times the emergency... Uh, responders, you know, the first responders will block the incoming calls so they can use them internally for what they need to do mm-hmm. uh, in the first hours after an event.
0: Now, we're talking about families. This applies to workplaces as well, right? Absolutely. You know, just uh, everything we just said, you can kind of, su- kind of substitute workplaces for homes and families. Uh,
1: at churches, churches, workplaces, sure. absolutely. Uh, you know, every church should have a plan, um, but you know, a lot of them. Don't necessarily communicate those plans to the members. So that's something that you, as a church member, can uh, you know find out what the plan is. If there's not a plan, maybe be the you know the lead for change on that uh, aspect of it. Um, So those are all things that 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 we you can do as individuals. Um, I think you know also uh, another thing that we offer. Online is a wonderful program. It's called Ready Rating, and you can go to readyrating.org. Uh, and it's a really neat. To, you can join for free, and it basically, um, if you have a plan, will let you plug your plan in, and it'll look for um, ways you can improve the plan. Uh, this is for churches and businesses mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, it will also, um, it will kind of compare how you're doing to other uh, organizations that are the same size or in the same business. In other words, you know, uh, and when I talk about, I mean, this is something that, you know, Walmart and uh, really large corporations have bought into and have helped fund. So it actually really does, you know, and if you don't have a plan, it has a template. And we'll help you build a plan. So, uh, uh, you know, there's a resource, you know, from Red Cross if you need to build um, uh, an emergency action plan for your office or church or school.
0: Okay. Tammy Prater, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and Tammy, of course, with the American Red Cross serving East Texas. Main offices in East Texas and Tyler and Longview, also offices in Palestine and Marshall. Main phone numbers if you want to give the Red Cross a call, 903-581-7981. And Tyler and Longview, it's 903-753-2091. Coming up, April, National Volunteer Month. This covers volunteers in all disciplines, not just the Red Cross by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a good time for us to be talking about how important volunteers are to the Red Cross. Mentioned earlier, 96% of the Red Cross workforce is volunteer, and you always need more. And I know that there are ways to um, go online, fill out an application, become involved as a volunteer. What are some of the things that volunteers are responsible for? There's just a laundry list of different disaster uh what did we say earlier? Disaster? Lots
1: of different things. Disaster, um,
0: respo- disaster preparedness, relief, and response that uh, volunteers are just critical to uh, being well, involved and with.
1: Actually, all lines of service there, and, and support services as well. Uh, you know, we have volunteers who answer telephones. We have volunteers who uh, help families, you know, uh, with casework and 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 you know we have volunteers who help us uh, open and run shelters. So um, we have volunteers who go out in the field after a disaster and do damage assessment. We have volunteers who. Um, uh, work with our veterans and work with our military families, and and help with casework and that way. We have um, there n- any number of things uh, within disaster services. We even have social media volunteers.
0: Well, that's no big surprise anymore. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> and
1: and you know, one of the things uh, Red Cross has been at the forefront of of uh, the impact of social media on disaster response mm. and relief. Um, I can tell you that uh, several years ago, when Moore, Oklahoma, was uh, hit with those horrible, oh, horrible yeah. tornadoes, I remember that? Um, I literally got posts on my Facebook, my personal Facebook page, uh, regarding you know a woman who was trapped in her home, and you know had to work to with the Oklahoma City chapter to make sure that she was. You know, someone checked on her. Yeah. Um, but those are the sort of things that happen uh, when people can't get through on their local emergency uh, services, which very often get jammed up, they take to social media.
0: Mm-hmm. The American Red Cross offers a wide variety of training courses, and I'm reading right off the website, and I'm not ashamed of it, because you put it so well. And uh, a lot of volunteer training online now. That's important to know. You don't have to actually be there at the Red Cross office and do the training in person. I'm sure that probably has some advantages, at least for some folks, and depending, I'm sure, on what kind of training you're talking about. But so much can be done online now. And, again, that uh, website, redcross.org, for more information on that. But just to go down the list of, um, if you want to learn life-saving skills such as CPR, becoming a certified lifeguard, gaining training as a babysitter or adult caregiver, preparing your community through the preparedness programs, furthering your knowledge as a Red Cross disaster responder, which, of course, is one of those responsibilities that might take you halfway across the country if you're up for something like that. We have a
1: volunteer who just returned from uh, working the floods out in California.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the floods in California—the ones they thought would never come—yeah, that was a well, big story. Well,
1: saying with the in the Red Cross that every good drought ends with a flood.
0: Hmm. Well, we hope that isn't a hundred percent true, a hundred percent of the time. But I, I, I I'm yeah. afraid,
1: unfortunately, it happens. <laughs> it, it,
0: it does. And uh, let's see, a wide variety of training courses and first aid CPR. Okay, we we've been through all that uh, uh, CPR. Just to repeat those CPR. Uh, lifeguarding, swimming, babysitting, caregiving, other areas, just to give folks an idea. If they didn't already know, the wide variety of things that Red Cross volunteers might be responsible for depending on uh... what the individual is interested in doing and how well-trained and how well-prepared and how mentally prepared that person is for that particular job um, you meet osha guidelines and other professional and regulatory standards it's pretty rigorous stuff you want to make absolutely one hundred and ten percent sure these folks are ready to go out there and respond to these disasters um, getting back to uh, uh... well actually staying on track with april being national volunteer month do you have anything special planned? Any kind of awareness events or anything of that nature?
1: Well, in in true Red Cross fashion, um, our idea of around Volunteer Month was to put our volunteers to work, mm-hmm. and uh, the most special event right now that we have planned will be on you know National Volunteer Week. Uh, we have volunteers who are going to be uh, at Douglas Elementary and in Tyler, and they're going to be teaching the Pillowcase Project to the children there. And the Pillowcase Project is a a wonderful project that teaches uh, preparedness to uh, elementary-age children, grades three through five, um, and pretty much tells them what to do so they know what to do and they're not afraid. And the amazing thing that we've seen happen is that the children go home and educate the, the parents, and which is not unusual, uh, but they can be that force for change in terms of getting the family prepared. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we literally, um, th- th- my favorite story was uh, they took Pillowcase Project to Moore, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. after those devastating uh, tornadoes and, of course, the school that was hit and, and all of the, the tragedies that occurred there. And they taught the children who were very, very afraid, of um of another tornado and they taught the pillowcase project um and within a year that community was hit again and and this one little boy was it's okay dad come on let's go he i've got my flashlight i've got my pillowcase let's go and you know he pretty much led the family to you know the 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 storm shelter he had uh, snacks for them he was ready he was in charge uh and he was in the fifth grade
0: in the fifth grade in
1: the fifth grade um so that the that's the remarkable thing about uh children is their their resiliency
0: mm-hmm you also have um, a home fire campaign and events set up for that. Where you're putting up smoke alarms. Let's talk a little bit about that and about the importance of uh, doing what you can to prevent fires, but also, and in the, under the auspices of the Red Cross, perhaps more importantly, knowing what to do if, heaven forbid, a fire should hit your home.
1: Exactly. Um, the home fire campaign is a multifaceted um piece where, yes, we are going into homes. We have free smoke alarms uh, that we can install in your home. There's an educational component of that where we help the family, while we're there, um, develop an evacuation plan uh, so that they know what to do uh, in case of a fire. So there's the education component of it, but we're actually, you know, installing the smoke alarms. They're free. um, And it's very important that, that... people understand we're trying to alleviate um, that human suffering by reducing the number of numbers on uh, fire injury and death. Um, And I can tell you personally, in my almost 20-year experience, we have never locally responded to a fatal fire where there was a working smoke alarm. Mm. They're that important. It's very important for everyone to know you may have smoke alarms all over your house. If they're over 10 years old or if they haven't been properly maintained, they need to be replaced. And, and when I say properly min- maintained, John, have you ever had a cold?
0: Uh, once or twice. Once yeah. or
1: twice. How well do you smell when you're clogged up?
0: Not very well
1: well if we don't dust our smoke alarms on occasion the same thing happens to their sniffer Mm. and so that's a real important you know a lot of people hang them up there and forget about them um and they don't ever change the batteries when the battery when it starts beeping you know the warning at you, you you know i've seen grandma get the broom handle and knock it off the wall but that's not the best thing you know i think my favorite one was the little lady who said well my you know my oven needed to be cleaned and every time I baked a pie you know I I, the smoke alarm went off so I took it down oh boy yeah
0: no not a good idea
1: that's a recipe for tragedy so really and truly you know um, we just had the time change we always say change your batteries Um, and I've also a lot of people now when their homes are built those alarms are installed but again, they need to be maintained. They need to be checked. They're only good for about 10 years.
0: Okay. So make sure those smoke alarms are in good working order. And again, as we talked to Tammy Prater this morning from the American Red Cross serving East Texas on In Focus, I'm John Sims. We just remind everybody about the, that three pronged strategy disaster preparedness, response, and recovery. Uh, Red Cross just has all kinds of tools to help you learn more about that, to become more involved as a volunteer. If we can make a couple of main points here, I think uh, people just really need to know what to do in the event of a disaster or a potential disaster, and potential volunteers need to know that there are plenty of opportunities available for them. All of that can be found on the Red Cross website, redcross.org, or you can call the office in Tyler at 9035817981 or in Longview 7532091. Haven't talked much about donations yet but of course you depend a lot on financial donations as well and I know it's easy to donate all you have to do is go online or you can write a check as well.
1: Well you know I mentioned our mission is, the first part <coughs> of our mission is to alleviate human suffering during times of emergency. The last part of that is that we do that by combining the power of volunteers and the generosity of donors, uh, we're not a government agency. Uh, we we depend on uh, financial donations uh, to operate and take care of of uh, local families and who are in need uh, on their very worst day. I always say, you know, I always, I meet a lot of wonderful people, and unfortunately, a lot of times on their very worst day. Um, but if you'd like to make a gift. It's very easy. You can go to www.redcross.org and click on the donate button, uh, and you'll you'll have choices there. You can you can give for your local Red Cross. Click on that. Um, You can give for you know disaster relief across the country, and uh, or to international.
0: Okay, as we get down close to the end of the show, I wanted to introduce everybody to Clara Clara Barton, of course, the founder of the American Red Cross, and you have just kind of a cute little picture of Clara that you're just kind of what are you what are you doing my with Clara friends, right my now?
1: friends have uh, uh, have accused me of of reverting to my childhood i'm playing with paper dolls but we have flat <laughs> clara and she, we're having a whole lot of fun with with clara and she's going all over east texas she may not have made it to your community yet but she's made it to a lot of uh meetings and luncheons and she's here today with uh with John and you know we're we're having kind of Hi, fun clara. with With um, she says hi um and so we're having a lot of fun with social media and so I invite everyone to go uh to our Facebook page East Texas Red Cross Mm -hmm. and like us um we uh, have had some local celebrities doing uh, some some little home done videos that we're enjoying and having fun with. So just a lot of things. But Clara is going to hang around probably you know for the rest of the year because it is such a special year being our hundredth
0: birthday mm-hmm. in East Texas. In right. East Texas. Oh, okay, yeah. and you'll just kind of take her and. Uh introducer to folks that you visit with at different types of community events, informational sessions, things of that nature. I Absolutely. Guess. Okay. Tammy, we are just about out of time, but it's been uh, a pleasure as always and more than likely a lifesaver for anybody who's tuned in this morning. Thanks so much. Tammy Prater with the American Red Cross, serving East Texas. Main offices in Tyler and Longview, also offices in Palestine and Marshall. Our guest this morning on In Focus. Again, thanks so much for coming in.
1: Glad to be here anytime.
0: You bet. Tammy Prater with the American Red Cross, our guest this morning. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us. And as always, we will see you again next week on In Focus. Your only local news radio, 97.5, KTBB FM. Troop Tyler Longview, KTBB Tyler, and KTBB.com.